Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone. I'm Mari Forth. I'm Sarah Carradine. I'm podcasting from unceded Gadigal land. And this is Crime Scene, the true crime review podcast where we get to the heart of how true crime stories are told. We'd love if you would subscribe to our feed. You can go to robhasawebsite.com slash crime feed. You'll get your true crime on Tuesdays as well as helping us keep this program going. If you've already subscribed, thank you. It makes a big difference. And we're charting in Sweden this week. So, tuck, hejta, pus pus. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whatever she said. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a couple of updates, don't we, Sarah? Yes, we do. Uh, first of all, if you've been following the murder cases, I mean, a bit of murder overload, but mm-hmm. you may remember a young man called Stephen Smith. Uh, Stephen was 19 years old when his body was discovered on a rural two-lane highway in South Carolina. That was in 2015. His family's never accepted a medical examiner's ruling that he died from a hit and run. And now the death of Stephen Smith has been officially considered a homicide by South Carolina Mm. Law Enforcement Division and specifically a vehicular manslaughter. So this is a great step forward in in holding those responsible to account. Uh, Mari, you have an update as well? In episode 34, we covered the documentary, I Am Vanessa Guillen. You might remember that the assault and killing of Vanessa took place at Fort Hood in Texas, which has the highest incidence of sexual harassment and assault in the U.S. military. In 2020, the year that Vanessa died, 39 soldiers stationed at Fort Hood died or went missing. We now have the news that on May 9th, Fort Hood will drop its Confederate name, It was named after General John Bell Hood and will take the name of Fort Cavazos. 
General Richard Cavazos is the first Latino four-star general and brigadier general um, in U.S. history. This move is part of the Department of Defense's efforts to remove all Confederate-related titles and imagery and to move towards inclusion and diversity in the military. Now, um, only if they just get out all that uh, sexual harassment and sexual assault, maybe <laughs> we'd be one, one step closer to like some real change here, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, someone died there just this week, so get on it. Yeah. I mean, come on. Mari, what did we watch this week? This week, we watch MH370, The Plane That Disappeared, a three-part docuseries on Netflix. It was directed by Louise Malkinson, who has previously directed episodes of The Detective's Murder on the Street. But of course, we cannot take off to dissect this mystery alone. We have a very, very special guest this week. We are very excited to be joined by the minds behind two girls, one doc, Beatty and Ferenz. Welcome to the scene. How are you Welcome. guys doing? Hi. Thank you, Thank Hi. you for having us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so There's awesome. So We're many so accents. excited. I know so <laughs> many accents. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is gonna be so good on so many people's ears. I can't I can't wait. Um <laughs> A, a little background, like we found you guys on TikTok because we are we are still trying to like get in our TikTok bag. It's so bad. I'm I'm like trying, but also I'm overwhelmed. But BD, I, one of your videos came across my TikTok, the one where you do, I love how you guys say, here are the documentaries coming in oh, March. Yeah. Oh my God. I love those. And it, it's so helpful for us when we're trying to figure out, figure what out what's what, right? Yeah. yeah. And so once we saw that, we immediately reached out to you guys and we said, we would love to get you guys on. Um, can you guys explain what your podcast is? Like explain your, your podcast to the audience. Yeah, so um, it's a crime documentary recap. And we don't actually always like cover crime documentaries in the sense of like either like murders or things like that. Sometimes it can be ridiculous things. So like we do all sorts of documentaries like sex. Um, We did one about a guy who had like dolls, like life size dolls as his Uh companion. That we did crazy. one like we did the Janes. Um, yeah, the Janes. Uh-huh. That was yeah. done one one time about like the most luxurious airlines and yeah, just, they're mainly crime documentaries. And but not all those crimes are like gruesome or like crazy. Yeah. Sometimes they're just strange. But there's a crime in everything in life. Honestly, so yeah, we, we always we'll find it to find the crime. <laughs> yeah, yes. and and yeah. honestly, that's how it's kind of why like we look at you guys as kindred spirits because that's exactly what we did. I, I looked through your 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 list and we've covered a lot of the same. So stuff. many, yeah. So yeah. Many. Yeah. even just talking yeah. to you guys yeah. before this, like it's so many things are just the same, and it's just, just say, it's yeah. like finding your tribe, right? It's like, exactly. Wow, there's more of us and, out there. <laughs> exactly, and we're always here to like like grow it because there's so yeah. much more room for everybody to do this, and and Agreed. and it's so great to hear different perspectives, and that's why we love having so many people on. So I'm gonna have to ask you the question that we ask all of our guests: Can you tell our listeners your true crime? origin stories how did you get into true crime what keeps you fascinated we'll start with Beatty. so for me it was a lot of like chilling with my mom and she used to watch a lot of like 
snapped women who kill and like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was kind of, I mean, it wasn't quite as salacious as it is now. It was more so to do with, oh, you know, this bad thing happened and the investigators did this, this and this. And because of this, mm-hmm. they found out what happened to this person and the person who did it went to jail, you know? So it was very interesting to figure out like how they were able to figure things out um, what tools they were using, like DNA, all those like forensic files, all those kinds of things. It was really interesting and intriguing. Like, wow, like it was less what makes people do this and more like, oh, how did they catch those people? I mean, thinking mm-hmm. about what makes people do things is also quite interesting, um, but it was more the science behind it or like the investigative work behind it that was very like, huh, okay, so if this person didn't do this or if this person didn't drive this car or if they had that car instead, maybe they wouldn't have found them, but they did. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of course. Friends, how about you? Uh, similar to BD, like my mom obsessed with, she watches everything. So like Southern Fried Crime, um, <laughs> literally mm. all of this snapped women who kill. So yeah. I grew up watching a lot of that. But in terms of like the, I guess like I liked it and I'm unlike BD, I'm there for the like salacious like stuff. Yeah. Like I'm there for, oh, like, so she was cheating on her man and da, 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 da. <laughs> that's my kind of stuff. Um, and then after that, like somebody was telling me about Serial and like mm-hmm. Adnan Saeed. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I need to listen to this story. And it was just, it was like crack to me. Like yeah. I, <laughs> after I listened to that, I was like, no, I need more. There has to be more. And then from there, it was just Crime Junkie, Mums and um, Mysteries mm-hmm. and My Favourite Murder and it Morbid. And that's just how like I grew up. But yeah, I grew up watching some kids watch cartoons i watch true crime so right. yeah oh yeah. my gosh yes i i get it i think again this is our tribe real quick what are your favorite like true crime genres is it, is it scams is it murders is it serial killers is it like failures of the system i love a scam you know mm-hmm. i love i love but not like a tinder swindler scam like mm-hmm. I like like a scam, like a wow, this could have been me kind of scam, you know, mm-hmm. like a wow, this is very well. Because another show that I used to watch with my mom was Hustle. That wasn't that was like a drama. but It was just about like con men and how they would like pick a mark and all that kind of stuff. So that stuff to me is like, oh, interesting. I do like the ones that are like failures of like, you know, big corporations and bringing like the man down. I mm-hmm. love I love like inject it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, that stuff is really interesting to me as well. I'm more serial killer murder. Mm-hmm. I as bad as it like I don't know bad as it sounds, but I could right. watch like documentary after documentary on serial killers. And for me, it's more like how did that person become that person? Mm-hmm. So like, what made them something? What was the trigger that made them do this? And why did they do this? And how did they pick their victims? And what was the rationale and all of that? Like, I've watched so many like John Wayne Gacy like interviews and stuff like that, and I'm like what was going on like in his head and what made mm. him that way. So that's definitely like my bag. Like I like a murder or a, a serial killer. Wow. Okay. So you guys, you guys brought us this one, correct, Sarah? Mm-hmm. And, and this is great. I actually, w- I went back and listened to your, your guys' one on downfall uh, Boeing. Do you know what? Honestly, to get ready for I this. thought yeah. about it so much when I was yeah. watching this documentary. I was thinking, what is going on with these planes? Like, yes. when you think about it, like, obviously, like, when you think about the number of flights that happen a day and the number mm-hmm. of, like, catastrophes, like, it's incomparable. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are the chances? But it's just like, even if it happens one time. That's one so weird. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's one yes. too many. And it's like, yeah, but it doesn't happen all these other times. Why did it happen this time? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it, and it's something we never covered on here, but I did uh, recommend it like in one of our earlier episodes. So I love going back and listening to you guys. So let's get into the property. Let's get into the crime. So uh, Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 departed from, from Kuala Lumpur on March 8th, 2014, en route to Beijing. At 1.20 a.m., all communication was lost with a Boeing 777 and it disappeared. Although there are some unconfirmed sightings and some debris has been found that is highly likely to be from MH370, no other trace of the plane or the 227 passengers and 12 crew have been found in the intervening nine years. There are many theories and much speculation, including the idea that the pilot was on a murder-suicide mission, that the plane was hijacked, or that it was intercepted. Two years and 10 months after the the disappearance, the Australian-led search of the Southern Indian Ocean was suspended. And four years and four months after the disappearance, an official report from the Malaysian Ministry of Transport was published. The families of the 239 souls aboard MH370 who are presumed dead are still waiting for answers. So this docuseries was very, very interesting. As somebody who literally just came back from a vacation and I, and I told Sarah, Sarah's like, they want to cover this. I was like, yes, we can cover this after I get off of the plane. Like I do know. When I'm safe. <laughs> yes. It was a very interesting docu- documentary. Um, as somebody who also has a lot of uh, travel anxiety, who whose traveling anxiety kind of focuses into hyper knowledge about airplanes and about aviation in general. One of the reasons why I liked the Boeing doc was because of all of the uh, the mumbo jumbo that yeah. you guys kind of like. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the, the stuff. <laughs> yeah. All of the, but for this one, I felt like we had less mumbo jumbo. And that's what I was kind of like, hmm, this this is feeling more like a conspiracy than uh, a conspiracy docuseries more than a like a truth finding docuseries. Yeah. Which is not what so, I thought it was going to be. Exactly. So yeah. let me get your both of your uh, overall thoughts, just overall main, mainstream thoughts about about the documentary. I'll go to Forens first. Yeah. So for me, I mean, it was I, I learned stuff that I didn't know because obviously everything I had known about this um, Malaysian Airlines flight was around stuff I'd seen in the news, conversations uh-huh. with people at the time when it happened. But um, so I definitely learned certain things that I didn't know before. But I'm going to look at it from a different angle from probably what you and BD would say. And mm-hmm. I feel like I wish there had been a bit more focus on like what, like I agree with the fact finding, like we didn't find out anything new, but right. It seemed like you said it all became about this conspiracy and different people trying to almost capitalize off of like uh-huh. this tragedy. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted a little bit more on like the victims, the families, like and the effect it had on them, because, mm-hmm. yeah, there was some of it. But I feel like it got lost. Like there were points where you completely forget that, like there were people on board yeah. this ship. And these are people who like I even I'm not my family member wasn't on it but I sometimes think what if all these people are on some island waiting to Mm -hmm. be rescued Mm -hmm. you go down this rabbit hole because you're just hopeful so that was my takeaway but I mean it's a Netflix documentary and it was true to Netflix form there was a lot of stuff there that I feel like "Eh, we didn't really need um the Mm -hmm. production quality was great but yeah 
I just, and it just left me with more conspiracy theories. And I actually hate conspiracy theories because <laughs> you can never get an answer. Like you I'm never, never going to know. Yeah. And I don't even like, like I love closure. So like even I wouldn't listen right. to a, a podcast or something if the person was still missing because it's going to frustrate me. Like what happened? So yeah, that this really frustrated me. I just want to know what happened to them. Personally. I know. Birds of yeah. a feather. Uh, BD, how about you? Yeah, uh, so I mean, Netflix production quality is going to be great. Um, the reenactments kind of annoyed me a little bit. But okay. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it took a lot of work and effort and all that kind of stuff. So I appreciate it, but I'm not a fan. I feel like it just evolved into this whole, you know, like conspiracy theory, and it was just like, you know, like what what are we doing here? Like, and I, I guess, yeah. I guess. I, I didn't expect to have answers, answers, because if there were answers, they would have been in the news and we would have known what was That's going true. on. Kind of thing. It kind yeah. of also annoyed me that it was like the ninth, nine year anniversary. Like, why not just wait till 10? Like, then it's just, <laughs> you, you, then it's 10. And then also like, we may have known, there might be something that we would have known. It's not as if you were rushing to give us some information, you know, right. it was just a bunch of people that you were just like, Oh yeah. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you mm. think? I do like the involvement of certain um, family members of the passengers on board. Um, but I think it was like Foreign said less about, Oh, you know, how has this impacted you? And like, what was your person? What was your family member like? Who were they? And more about, Oh, so what do you think happened? Oh, what do you think? It's like, no one knows. We don't know. Why would they know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just weird. Like at the end of it, the screen went black, and I was like, "Okay, like, yeah, a little disappointed." Yeah, yeah. the reenactments were so distasteful. I True. felt like I really felt that they were distasteful. Like nobody knows what happened on that plane. Like the family members don't know, and you're doing these like reenactments as if your, it's facts. Like, yeah, as if it's facts yeah. and it's entertainment and it's your like your theory on something that you weren't privy to, and these are people's real lives. Like. It was, yeah. I found it quite distasteful. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, how about you? Well, I started watching it and I thought, oh, this is, this is good. And I mm-hmm. think I was drawn in by that Netflix shine, yep. you know, because they've mm-hmm. certainly yes, got you, the every money. time. <laughs> and then by the end, I thought, what, what was that that I watched? And <laughs> look, we're, we're not fond of, we're on record as being anti reenactment here. Yeah. And friends, I think your point is really well taken. I hadn't thought that, that the, the reenactment actors are presenting the real people who died. We like to see how the victims are centred, and in this case, they had they had um, relatives. I would have liked to hear, hear more when Gillan was talking about that he texted his wife and his children every night yeah. while they were waiting. When Intan was talking about her son asks, "Where is Daddy? Why did?" Why did he have to yeah. fly? Why didn't he have another job? Those are the stories that are interesting if you don't have more information for us. Make it more yeah. person-centred. About, yeah. And we about hear about that. Yeah, we hear about the anger that the family members had against Malaysian Airlines and the Malaysian government, but not what, why. How were mm. you treated? How was the information given to you or not given to you? And I think... Look, it was a very good layout of the facts as they are known, and I didn't mind them saying, here's one theory about what happened, here's a second theory about what happened, and here's a third. But you could have gathered that into one episode and then done something different, unusual, and moving with with the rest of it. So I ended up turning on this (laughs) 
<laughs> turning on the documentary. Like midway through, right? Yeah. Yeah, midway through and just wondering how can I recommend it? I don't know. We'll find out in the recommendations. I might have changed my mind. But there was stuff, there was technical stuff that I thought was really interesting. So maybe mm-hmm. give me half an episode of that. For example, that the hatch to the electronics bay is unlocked. Under some carpet. <laughs> <laughs> some random carpet. And I thought, like, tell us this. Why did they tell us that? Why do we know that now? Sh- everyone shouldn't be privy we shouldn't to know that, that information. Everybody, I know. And then Not the everyone needs to know that. Especially when you look at the, the hatch kind of, down. Like, do you think, you think Jeff, Sorry, Jeff go, is yeah. going to be out there? Like, next time Jeff goes on a plane, he's he's pulling up that hatch and he's going down looking for answers. Like, we should not yeah, know that. We I should know, know that. That, that was my first thought too. That. I was yeah. like, no. Oh yeah, I, I I'm with you guys. Like, I think the reason why we get suckered in is because that first episode has mm. the most about the family. It has the most about the actual facts as yeah. they stand. As if you think stand. about it, that first episode has um the the security footage. Seeing the people go through yeah. security was heartbreaking. Seeing yeah. like see, I I truly hate seeing people's like last moments. Yeah, on yeah. video like that. It. It, it always it's so ominous, me. isn't it? It's just like, yeah, oh, you didn't even know this was the last, yeah, exactly. But then, do you not think that when you live, like, I was thinking about it yesterday because I went to Cash Point or the ATM, as you guys call it, yeah. and I went to get out of cash, <laughs> and I was like, I was positioning myself so like I could make sure here's I was my seen. face. <laughs> yeah, here's my face. And I think now that I've been watching so much true crime, like, I live my life like, oh, this could be my last moment, like. Yeah, I like all the CCTV yeah. over there. Oh my god! Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the type of person that winks at a camera, like in, a, in an elevator. I can't do that because then, then they're gonna think you're okay. Yeah, the Cecil Hotel. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Um, Kimberly and Katie from a date with Dateline have confessed that they both have the photograph to give to the police when they go missing. On their oh, yeah, on their computer, it's like this one is the one. I missing. don't have one of those. Mine's gonna look crazy. One. I know. My dad's, the pictures uh, he posts on Facebook. If he uses one of them, they won't recognize yes. me. Mm-hmm. So you have to find <laughs> this one. This Most one. recent Insta pic. That's like yeah. the one from the cash is, point yesterday. <laughs> my mom is notorious for taking the worst, absolute worst pictures of me and then posting them on Facebook. But loving like, them it, as well. Why do parents do yeah. that? Yeah. I know you love like, me why? and you know me, but can we behave? Like, <laughs> like can you get my good side? Like, try. Um, <laughs> exactly. And so and 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 this is this is the moment where we get most of the family stories. This is where we get like the layout of, of the families. This is where we hear the actual radio intercept for the first time of course they beat it beat us over the head with it throughout the rest of the the series it's just the pilot saying good night malaysia like i don't understand they try to make it sound ominous or something like that the whole conspiracy trying to like make it a conspiracy it's like oh but now listen to it again now that we've told you all of this stuff you know yeah and i think sarah like made an amazing point because it's not so much that there's bad in the conspiracy because we don't know what's going on people are going to speculate right but like having the whole documentary be three separate episodes of the series it's like that could have been one episode one or half yeah. an episode and then we could have just cracked on with the rest of it you know yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. yeah. I mean, one thing i did like was we we start with jeff wise the aviation journalist <laughs> and he takes us through episode one and i thought great fantastic <laughs> narrator he's not the narrator mm-hmm. but you know talking here he's yeah. the narrator he's a journalist you know, so I'm, 
you know, and he's very uh, methodical with what he tells us. And then the wheels fall off in episode two. I kind of liked that. I kind of liked that. And they threw him out of the group because he had this. Yeah. But it just shows how quickly one can descend into madness. No, but there was that bit when he was like, did this, did it drive me mad? Yes, I'm glad it drove me mad. I was like, babes, can we have some like, can we look at within and figure out that we need to maybe step back from this situation? Like, when I um, tell you by the second, by like the end of the second episode, every time he was on my screen, I rolled my eyes. I was like, what nonsense are we about to hear go now? away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then they gave us Florence de Chani. She's the French uh, journalist from Le Monde. Oh, okay. okay. Now we get, okay. She's <laughs> the one that really knows about everything. Nope. Nope. She's... <laughs> And everybody the pos- accent. I was like, "Ooh, okay." Maybe and everyone really positions awesome. themselves like they know, like they're about to give you something groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah. So then you're at the edge of your seat because you're like, "Oh Thank my you. gosh!" Like <laughs> there's something we don't know. And then they say something that's absolutely like doolally, like crazy, and you're just like, "What is this? Like, what <laughs> actually is How going on here? here? How did we get here?" Because I think they're all too it, close for a long time. I thought, yeah, you know, she's she's with it. She knows her stuff, and then. You just kind of look at yourself like, is it me? Like, what, what? Yeah. what's happening I, here? It was mm. funny. I was getting like a sigh of relief. I was like, okay, Florence is here to yeah. actually tell me what <laughs> happened. Safe, like, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's and a woman. Her. She's going to be yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> But Beatty, I think you're right. Like, how did we get here? That was the, so, okay. If you're going to go down the conspiracy route. All right, mm. fine. Let's make it three episodes each of the main conspiracy theory. Show us how we got there. Not mm-hmm. people presenting the conclusion. Yeah, show us the 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 thread that takes us there. Yeah, uh, and they didn't do that either. So maybe they were trying. They were just and presenting everything as equal. It's like yes. saying, yeah, as you know, it's both sidesism. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. And, and then I not mean, having someone debunk it, having someone yeah. just say, "Well, this is just crazy," and you go, "Well, but yeah, but why? how?" <laughs> to be fair, there was that aviation guy. I don't remember his name. The older, the, the older Australian guy was in one. The, the one that was mm-hmm. in the independent group. Yes. Oh, the independent group. He, okay. He, yes. he was a bit, he was a bit Mike, more normal. Mike yes. Exner. Uh-huh. He was a bit the, more yeah. normal out of uh-huh. the, the, I mean, he, if Jeff was, was here, was up, you know, Mike was down. <laughs> like it was almost like, okay, like let's all relax a little bit. But I don't think they gave him enough time to kind of like, because he was into it and he was an aviation guy, but he wasn't so like wrapped up with old conspiracy. It was more like these are yeah. the facts and this is what the facts tell us. And yeah. so to people who wouldn't understand the data, this is what that means. That was more his vibe, it seemed. Whereas Jeff was like, oh, and then this happened and this happened and then this happened. But mm-hmm. I'm just guessing. But you've really laid yeah. out all of this in yeah. facts. Yeah. He, he, Mike Exner needed more time. Otherwise, he yeah. was just mm-hmm. grumpy, grumpy old white man saying, yeah, you know, but he was, he was, he was necessary. get off my lawn. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. necessary, but they didn't give him enough. Yeah, so let me yeah. tell you why this doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. on the balance or something. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. will say though that I do think that one thing is true. There's aspects to this tragedy that various governments have attempted to cover up. I think that mm-hmm. much can be agreed on. I don't know. This is coming from a woman who is highly influenced by things I see on TikTok. So how you like to join a cult. Yeah, I'm high, I'm very high on the like <laughs> join a cult. Like, but I do think there's a cover-up somewhere. Something in the yeah, something's off. Something doesn't smell right to me. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, there's no way a whole airplane can disappear with that yeah. many people on it. And there, it, there's no way that that can happen without some sort of higher yeah. influence. And they even, I, I mean, at the, the only thing that we do kind of get at the end is that, like, they conclude that it, it was like some sort of malicious intent that happened to this plane. It, it wasn't like malfunction or anything like with the Boeing like so for me as somebody again who has researched too much airplane stuff the the times that airplanes are most vulnerable for a malfunction is takeoff and land and that's yeah. that's that's why whenever there's there's crashes that normally have to do with malfunctioning or, or pilot error or stuff like that it's always normally right after takeoff or yeah. right when you're landing you know once you hit that cruising altitude and you can throw all the bells and whistles whistles on that's when you're the safest flying. yeah that is that's when you're the safest flying so if this airplane has been in the air for roughly 40 minutes at a safe cruising altitude switching over like international airspace there's just no way that all of a sudden uh, all of a sudden yeah. it just all the radios everything it all just off disappears gone and then we never see a trace of it without there being some other force Behind um, it. Yeah. it, yeah. Even and, just the losing it is definitely malicious because even when planes do crash or whatever, you can still trace them. This one, like it was like a ghost. It just right. Yeah, you couldn't find the the debris. Even they're talking about the finding of de- the debris was that was um, another that was another weirdo man. <laughs> was it Blaine? Blaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of <laughs> weird because Blaine, uh, uh, Blaine Gibson, his title is adventurer. And I'm like, how and am I happy need to know. with the guy whose name is Adventurer? And that's like, what we need to know. Like, how? Did they, where did they find? I just, I was just, it was between him and Jeff. Who they're fighting <laughs> for the crown? I was like, but he he found that he found the debris though. Are we right, saying he was looking what? for it? Do you know what? Maybe maybe they simplified it because it's like I think Sarah mentioned earlier. It's like we got here, but how did we get here? Right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he tells us, oh, you know, I was chilling. You know, someone mm. told me go Mozambique. Went to Mozambique. We go to the beach. Went to the beach. Now I found some plane debris. I was like, babe, yeah, I feel okay. like you've missed a couple of steps there. Like, how did <laughs> you, <laughs> so what if I now go to Vilanculos? I'm going to go and find. The, the, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah we're walking around for 20 minutes, and then we found. <laughs> I was like, sir, yeah. what yeah. are you saying? <laughs> but yeah. but you know what was even more frustrating? Cindy Henry out in Florida, like, oh god. I, we, the one we, I saw we, the plane in the ocean, the white, yeah, the white yeah. that you put together. And, oh, this looks like the nose. But Does this, it, but this Does is it? why this is why you can't just open up the floor to any and everybody and to that's just. That's what they did here because this. That's I don't know did. why this became like a treasure hunt. Like <laughs> I felt like people were playing like that game. Like where is Carmen San Diego? Whatever it is, like right. Everyone was just dumping. Like how are they sitting at home? And they're like, oh yeah, as. Like normal people, you can find this plane. No, you can't. Chill this out. Is what like happens with like internet sleuthing, and yeah. like it's, it's 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 there's one thing to kind of be, you know, you're you. Most of the time, I do think it's coming from a good place. Like people are trying mm-hmm. to help in all yeah. these cases, but sometimes your your help is more of a hindrance, and you kind of need to chill and like let the yeah. people who do this do this. Or even mm-hmm. like the Mike guy, he was also like low-key sleuthing, right, with this mm-hmm. independent group. But it wasn't, or at least it didn't seem to me from the documentary, so unbearable that it was like you're interfering with other things. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's like just, mm-hmm. just relax a little bit, you know? It's like yeah. the idea that the military of three governments 
didn't see something in a publicly available satellite photograph of the ocean mm. that you, a photographer with time <laughs> as a hobby, <laughs> as a yeah. hobby, are seeing. It's I mean, not that governments don't lie, not that they don't cover up. I'm not. Of I'm course. not naive, but it, I, it. it it beggars it's belief. Insane, and then yeah. she said, no one would listen to me. It's like, well, they received your they email. Were. And you. found it's like it this to be inflated, no um, inflated sense of self, right? Yes, like, yes, oh, yes, absolutely. I'm a photographer. I have a keen eye. And therefore, I, it's like, babes, on the, in the grand scheme of things, yes, Cindy, like, what's this Cindy? Do you know what I mean? Like, this, <laughs> literally, do you know how big this thing is? You think it's your little picture that's going to change everything? <laughs> And this was this is stretches of the ocean that had already been searched as well, like yeah. physically searched. So it's it's not like, you know, they didn't listen and they steered clear of that area yeah. like they had already physically searched this this area. And then what oh. why would it behoove them to like say it is there? Why would they pretend that it's not? You, it's you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I mean, they yes. mean well. I do think Cindy means well, like she's coming from oh, a good place. Absolutely. Sometimes mm-hmm. you, you see what you want to see. Because you really yeah. want to see it. Well, the little the little overlays. It was almost like that that child's block puzzle where they have to put <laughs> the thing into the shape. <laughs> you think the star doesn't go in the circle, you know, Cindy. <laughs> and but you're adamant. You're like, yeah, get it in. Yeah. I mean, Peter Foley. We meet. He's the Australian uh, yeah. Transport Safety yes. Bureau Search Director. I like talking. very Australian. Yeah, you know, yeah. uses the word uses the word asshole. In public, <laughs> he does say cut it out, and they don't. I love when producers are shady like that. <laughs> yeah, but at the end, when it comes to the that they're going to stop after two years and ten months, which he seems to be restraining mm-hmm. himself from saying, "Why have we stopped searching?" Yeah. yeah, and he closes his mouth, and his little chin starts shaking. And I yeah. thought, "Oh, Peter, yeah, you know, there's there's a good bloke, you know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's what it's about. They're people who." want to know what happened to families who need um, answers and yeah loved ones the lack of closure is crazy because really and truly you're not crazy for expecting that your partner or your mom or dad could walk through that door because exactly you don't know till you know exactly so I can understand him being like it's and for me what is just shocking is where is this plane that is really where is it somewhere it's somewhere it has to be Yes, it's somewhere just chilling, and we just haven't found it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can we talk about the unfolding of the developments? So as the three episodes are going along, it, it, it's really no different in all the episodes. It, it'll always be some talking head. It's like, yeah, I was doing this. I think this was happening. And then the news broke. And you're like, oh, snap. What's this news going to be that break? And it's like nothing. It's nothing, never nothing. anything really big. It's like, oh, they come back and they said, oh, yeah, the communications went dark. But now we have data that our military radars maybe maybe have picked it up going back over Malaysia. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, that changes a little bit of things. Like, what what's it here now? And then somebody else talks and it's like, and then we get another update and it's like, all right, we have the Inmersat data like yeah. from the British. They have the Inmersat data and this data does handshake pings and it either could mean it went this way or it went that way. And this was the point where I was kind of like, huh? <laughs> and it was the only time that like Jeff Wise, I was actually like, thank you, Jeff, when he was like, they basically told these people that their loved ones died because of math. And I was like, mm-hmm. can you imagine just yeah. that? Yeah. Like, like, that said, there's there's no closure there. Like, yeah. it, it, statistically, all of things considered, your people are probably dead. It, But that's yeah. not that. Won't, but that doesn't like, mean anything. Yeah. yeah. It won't help you sleep at night, you know. And um, all the all the new developments in this documentary are like that TikTok. That's like oh, like the TikTok audio. That's like oh, I hope you're hungry for nothing. That's literally <laughs> how I felt every single time. I was every like, time, and then I was yeah. like. Literally, okay. there was but nothing. Every they keep getting you. They do, and you think, mm-hmm. "Oh, now there's surely at this point there's going to be something." And then you're like, "Oh, okay, well." Even when they showed nothing. the flight simulation that the pilot had done, at first I thought I was done because I was looking at it and I was like, "This simulation doesn't match the route. Like, there's some, it's off, right?" And then later they were like, "Oh yeah, like so it was kind of the route, but it wasn't." So I was like, "So why did you all hype it up?" As if you were going to say, yeah, like he definitely did this. That was the most when... annoying theory, in my opinion. Yeah. I was just like, okay. It was because imagine again being his family member and you've lost your loved one. Mm. And then they're saying now something. Being villainized. You, yeah, categorically no, probably just categorically no isn't true, basically. And then the flight mm. plan as well. And then the FBI was sat on this flight plan. So you're like, two now years. It's, yeah, it's feeding the conspiracies because now everyone really thinks this is something the government yeah. is. Yes. And then it's like, how's America involved? Like, how are so many countries involved? involved. Like, mm-hmm. it, and everyone's also, just involved. And also, sorry, <laughs> I know you're American, but Mario, like, why, did, <laughs> why do you guys think that you are the like? Why is it that everything has to go to Girl, America? Don't ask why. Because yes. I'm 
They're always involved. They're always involved. What, what about the MI5? What about the MI5? Can't, can't we like be the why ones? Did they, yeah. Why did they give that simulator to the FBI? Like, why? I, I do not, I did not understand that. And they didn't tell us that until the third episode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They 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 brought up the flight sim- simulator. They they said that it was confiscated, but then we don't find out to the third episode and that two years later that it was given to the FBI and the FBI found out that yeah that, that I they thought it was with Malaysia that whole time. Yeah. So I have to. I I uh, I told my dad. I, I texted my dad while I was watching the third one. I was like, please watch this and get back to me because both of my parents were in the Air Force. My dad was oh. a pilot. He did like flight simulations all that yeah. stuff and so i told him i said please watch it and then get back to me because i want to hear his thoughts on right. like especially the, the government part the simulator part um so maybe it will update that when i when i get that information but it just truly was really weird because it for me i do feel bad for the pilot mm-hmm. <sighs> because of all of the three theories that are presented to us that's kind of like the one where it's like the path of least resistance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, of unfo- unfortunately, it's the one where it's like it doesn't involve espionage. It doesn't involve another country. It's the easiest uh, to swallow, right? Yeah, it's the yeah. easiest. Um, but I do like that the official report like absolved him from from blame because it, it doesn't it truly doesn't make sense because pilots are, are we entrust them with our lives every day. Millions of people entrust them with their lives every day. And I don't see them taking that lightly. And like they said, we, at least nothing presented in this documentary made it feel like he was in a bad place. Nothing like they even said in the report that he didn't exhibit any weird behavior beforehand. It just sucks that that, when I first heard that theory, I was like, honestly, that is literally the easiest thing because yeah. Yeah. how does 270, like not 225 people, um, 27 people not reach out to their loved ones if something is happening? It, it made me immediately think of like 9-11 and the stuff that we've learned about 9-11 since, yeah. um, since it happened and how like during the terrorist attacks, some people got on their phones to say their messages, messages yeah. to their families. So to me, if 227 people, nobody reached out, there was that that means something happened very quickly. With everyone, yeah. Could, everybody. Yeah. So they when they first did use air, I think yes, I yes. buy that. Yeah. The cabin depressurization. Yeah. I think I think it's very out. easy to to blame because even with the Boeing documentary, right? That one is different, okay, because oh, it was yeah. like mechanical failures and stuff. But exactly. what did they do first? They blame the pilot. Blame the pilot. It's easy. Yep. Open a shut case. Oh, so sad, mm-hmm. sad situation. Close the book, it's done, right? So then you don't really have to do much more with it. Yeah. But it's just like, this doesn't make sense. Why would he now be flying for six more hours, just flapping around? Oh, yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, over six it, different international airspaces. And like, even if it was a um, murder suicide, like, um, you wouldn't be flying. They usually just take down the plane. You're not flying until you run exactly. out of feel like delaying yeah. the I guess inevitable, inevitable. Doesn't yeah it doesn't that's the thing the idea that if he was to do it he sat for another six hours piloting yeah, by plane. himself by himself everybody would have, six hours everyone else everybody would have been dead, dead around him yeah, yeah it doesn't make any sense yeah no yeah. whereas you know depressurize the cabin point the plane towards the South China mm. Sea and go into the water and you know that's the end of it it's such a strange, it's so strange. I don't know, I had a sort of strange, lonely feeling of him just 
driving flying through the night in silence in silence for hours it don't it don't sit right and that's why and that's why i'm 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 all all the way back to i don't think he did it at all um it's just it's just it's just the weirdest thing my husband was like aliens did it and i'm like shut up like, <laughs> well like, it's you know it's the least far-fetched it just doesn't make sense and i i just i continuously just feel bad for the families because yeah. even at the end of this docuseries we get absolutely no answers Nothing. like the a little bit of debris that is fa- is found cannot be conclusively linked to that airplane. We have we have no presence of bodies anywhere. Like, how does a plane go missing? Yeah. That is that is wild to me. Well, it's I mean, so they're, they're, they're not looking in the right place. That that makes yeah. sense. You know, the ocean's very wide. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. deep. I don't think so, you know how massive the ocean actually is. Like they I did was, that. They did that thing with it. Yeah, like I don't know. It's it's just so big, right? It's big and and deep. just like yeah, I can't think. I can't even fathom how massive. Because you think like a plane is massive, and I think oh, surely if it crashes, it'll be floating on top of the ocean. Like, but right. that thing could be deep, deep. Mm-hmm. deep. I was speaking well, to a colleague that believes aliens exist. Like, but she didn't buy that mermaids exist. And I was like, Hun, do you know how much <laughs> of the ocean is undiscovered? Like, we haven't even scratched the surface with the ocean. There's definitely no, I think we things. Leave that, the ocean alone. I think we should. <laughs> that, that plane is somewhere where we haven't been to and we probably won't get to for a hot sec. It could be like a hundred years from now, and like our great, 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 great grandkids are gonna be like, Oh, like you found this random plane, and everyone's gonna be like, Oh, like back in the day, this plane. Because it's yeah. somewhere. It's somewhere. Yeah. It, yeah. Kind of Where, like the Amelia Earhart stuff now that they think they yeah, finally she's found. Somewhere. Well, have they, they found think, her? They found they think they have found like debris and, and, and pieces on this one little island where there's these large crabs that they think like could have like yum, 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 to her. Yep. Yum, yum, yum. Mm-hmm. Oh, but did they find like skeletal oh, remains or Yeah, it was something. They found like but, like with the plane, how would they know? Like how would it, but, like I guess they the know that plan, maybe I don't know. There's markings on the plane. Yeah. That was really weird when they found the um, mm-hmm. flapper on, and they said mm-hmm. that normally it has this badge on it, and the badge oh, was yeah. gone, and you only do that moved. when you dismantle. And I love the wonderful in town who was with us throughout. She was the wife of one of the cabin crew, yeah. and she said, yes, "Yes, when I heard that. that news, I thought." Who put that there? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I found that funny. I yeah. found that funny. I mean, there but, was one moment of levity, but the yeah. <laughs> debris that our adventurer Blaine found, does oh, the when no he talked to the oceanographers, was that if the plane went down in the South China Sea, that's where it would go up to Mozambique? Yeah. No, yeah, it was yeah. Indian Ocean. The South Indian Ocean. It's if if yeah. it had if it had crashed in the South Indian Ocean, and if that debris from Reunion Island, the Flapperon, was true, then yes. they, they did that, then that it simulation where then okay. it would have gone to the Mozambique Channel. All so right. okay. when they were so like where Peter and his crew were searching the Southern Indian Ocean, interestingly, he yeah. said it's there. We just have to find it, which mm-hmm. was such a strong statement. And it didn't make sense why Jeff Wise was like, "Oh, this guy found all the debris." That's weird. I'm like, no, not if that's where the debris is pointing to. (laughs) If if we think it crashed in that part of the ocean, then it would be there. And that would be where it would be. I think what was weird about it was that it was just that guy. 
right? Yeah. Well, nobody else was looking there. That's what I'm saying. Walking That's on what I'm the saying. Beach. Nobody yeah. else was nobody else was looking, but there's like, but wow, it's just weird. And like, do you know what? Adventurer, I guess he would just he just he just <laughs> <laughs> you know, he just gave kind of like ooh, vibes. So maybe but that's he, why. He, he was he went he obviously has the money to fund it yeah, he went he talked way. to the mm-hmm. local people the who are going to be mm-hmm. the ones that say oh yes everything washes up over there or oh yes i've you know i've got a piece I of debris it's in thing my back garden it's a money he thing. must be yeah. a, tr- a trust fund baby because how mm-hmm. a lot of money and a lot of time yeah yeah not enough Too money to get a time. haircut though listen <laughs> it's the little things in life <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh yeah. So you still searching for Amelia, Murray? <laughs> I was, I was, because then it, I, it, it was on a Mr. Ballin, it was on a Mr. Ballin video. So we've already, uh, we've already recommended him on YouTube. So go check him out. Uh, I'll, maybe yes. I'll, I'll find it and I'll plug it in there. But yeah. Yes. But anyways, so let's just give our final thoughts on on the documentary, and then we'll give our our ratings. So just overall, anything, final things that we maybe didn't bring up that you might want to um, bring up before we get into the ratings? Uh, Sarah, I'll start with you. Yes, I just did want to mention one more person. I know it's a lot of names, but in case that you, you the listener, don't, don't watch this, uh, Grace Nathan was a very impressive young woman. Her mother was on the plane and mm-hmm. she is one of the people who is kind of keeping the, the flame alive along with Jian Hugh, who is also a son of a passenger, and they yes. are very much representing the families. They're both young mm-hmm. people and they're both very impressive. They speak extremely logically and their anger you can feel is simmering underneath, but they don't want to blame they want to to be told what is known and I think that there's an idea for me from both of them I got the idea maybe I'm just making it up that they believe that stuff is known that they're not being told and that they will continue this fight and they just inspire all of us to if you think something's right then to continue to to fight for it and to speak up don't be silenced exactly Mm, good point. Friends, any anything we haven't covered? I was going to say the French guy whose oh, yeah. wife. Guillen. Yeah. Um, and his family. So sad. Mm-hmm. For coming out and saying that the American government were hiding things. Yeah. Yeah. You could have really been like, you could have gone missing the next yeah. day after making. <laughs> like that he went all ends. out. Yeah. He so, quit his job. He said, This is this is me. He now. said this is um, a life's fight. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So kudos to him because if he really did receive the information or the intel, then it's crazy for you to come out and say it because you're growing up against people who can make you disappear. And I would really love to know more about, that's another thing I felt like they didn't go into. I wanted to know more about like that intel that he received. Like I just felt like and it kind of was fed. And Secret Service person? Yeah, because even that person, you're going to go missing too. So uh-huh. I want to know more about that. But yeah, kudos to him. I guess when it's your family, you fight to the death. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and to be honest, like, I I actually again morbid curiosity with, with plane crashes. So when MH three seven seventy when this happened, when the Asiana uh, the Air Asia uh, flight thing happened, like within nine months, I uh, was like all into all into this stuff. So I I remember the the original reporting and all of that, and 
one of the things I remember people saying was like, look at the the passenger list. Like apparently there was some, you know, the, the conspiracy theorist theory was there was some scientist, some Chinese scientist or something that was on the plane that knew too much. So the plane, I heard this theory about the plane being rerouted to like a, a base in the middle of the U S like a small Island. And, and I heard all of this theory. I thought they were going to, it's kind of funny how I felt like they didn't, I don't know how I'm saying, well, I, I can't believe I'm about to say they didn't go into enough crazy theories, <laughs> but then, but, but there's easier ways to disappear a, a, a scientist than take an entire plane. Yeah, and like, why yeah. should everyone have to suffer? Like, just go for the exactly. scientist person. You know, the attention yeah. that would be on a plane rather than a man just, just, yeah, just yeah. Being, yeah. And yeah. and the idea of like the drone parts or the parts like the third one about uh, the the parts the, the spy oh, equipment, the equipment stuff. And well, the, they were called AWACS, and I thought this is an A wacky theory. <laughs> that's what I really want to get. That's the one thing I really want to get. That's the theory that I really want to get my dad's opinion on. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we because, need to update, Mari. I know because so because it makes sense. Like that, if you want to remove something off of a radar. That's how you do it. You scramble the airspace around it and all of that. So that part I can believe, but it just, it doesn't make any sense after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, where did they go? Where are they shot down? Like, where's the debris? You know, it's one of They did mention the um, MH17 one that got shot down a few months after, right? Yes. Then That's when the the whole thing was like, huh? So this one got shot down. Maybe the other. So then it all just started. And I mean, two things like two things could be true right it could be that mm-hmm. this happened to this and this happened to that it could be that they're connected but obviously we don't know we don't know Will we ever know. know who knows no right exactly <laughs> oh my gosh Probably not. and and nothing else for you bd as well no just nothing we haven't said just jeff i think he needs to just relax a little bit he relax. was doing way too much way <laughs> too much jeff way too much it was giving um tom cruise when he jumped on on the uh, sofa right <laughs> yeah yeah his it whole was like, energy hey, was that it's it like you're already really here, like, like relax. <laughs> yeah, it was too giving much. That. Jeff, Jeff, yeah. if you're listening, relax. And they gave they relax. gave him too much B roll. He was at a yeah. cafe. He they was had, at a yeah, even in his noodle noodle shop. In his, in his, I was like Jeff. But yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is it at one point I thought to myself, is the producer Jeff? Is that your sister? Is she your cousin? <laughs> like, I was like, must, I was like why are you so in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why are you? Yeah, why are we watching him drive around? Like, why are we watching yes. him being driven at night in a city like spy esque? It didn't make any sense. <laughs> it truly didn't. Yeah. Okay, let's get to our race. Yeah. Okay, BD and Ferenz, how many magnifying glasses are you going to rate MH370, the plane that disappeared out of a possible five? We will start with BD. I'm going to give it a two. Um, I would say maybe maybe a two and a half. And that half would just be the involvement of the family members of the Mm -hmm. people on board. Um, Other than that, yeah. So Mm -hmm. two and a half, I would say. Corinne, how about you? Exact same rating, two, two and a half. Um, And like BD said, I'd only give it the half because of the family members. But other than that... You can wiki this and get the same, <laughs> probably, oh probably less, more, yeah, more, in more factual information. <laughs> and less crazy. Yeah. So I'd give it two and a half. 
Oof. Sarah, how many magnifying glasses are you going to rate the docuseries out of a possible uh, five? I'm going to give it a flat <laughs> two. Uh-huh. It, it, as far as informational, uh, it's Netflix, so watch it on 2X uh, to get through for the information. 100%. But I think that the the growing dread that you get watching it as you realise that we are neither going to go deep into these conspiracy theories and have them uh-huh. debunked dot by dot. We're not going to go into the people that were actually on the plane and the effect uh-huh. on the remaining family members. I mean, we saw it, we gathered it because we're empathetic feeling people, but more more of them or more of the conspiracy or more of something. But it started well for me. I thought, oh, this is great. Yeah. And I even messaged you, Murray, and said, don't worry, it's great. It's three episodes, but we're going to get through it. And I, by the end, and even some of the bad ones that we've watched, I haven't felt this, I resented it. I resented being forced <laughs> to watch it. Yeah, give me so my I'm, time back. <laughs> yeah, give me my time back. Give me my brain back. And the people interested me. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, flat two for me. What about you, Mari? Yeah, I, I'll give it a two as well. Like half of me wants to give it a three just because I like being nice. And, like, it's something mm-hmm. that you can really put in the background. But honestly, you're right. I, I think that that first episode was very compelling to me but I think it was more compelling because we were we were watching it unfold we, you know what I'm saying we were getting again the plain facts and we were getting the loved ones once you step away from the the facts of what happened and the the like the mystery surrounding what happened and you get into the wild theories and the and the the, the unknown answers the the red herrings of it all it just got less and less interesting And then, like Sarah said, at one point, I felt like it was insulting my intelligence. Like that second theory, we didn't we didn't like really talk about it like that deep. But that second theory, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. That three Russian, three Russian people got on that plane. One went down into the electronic bay, knocked everybody out. Yes. Changed (laughs) the data to make it look like they went south when they really went north. Like it just not it didn't make sense. Like it, it really was like I am. I'm not dumb. Yeah. If know? I wanted to watch a movie, I would have watched a movie. That's what I would have exactly. watched. And then all of this would have made sense in the context of a movie. But this is meant to be a documentary. Yeah. And, and also, the why do the Russians want the plane? It's like, yeah. Exactly. Why did to what ends? Like to what ends? Exactly. Yeah, what was, was the point of that? Yeah. The the reenactments, like like we said, very tasteless. But the fact that they kept using the same reenactment footage over, over and, and over. And over again. I was like, we've seen it. We get it. Oh my God. It was 120. 120. Oh my God. Yeah. He picked up the bag. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So it like, I I would, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a two. And and honestly, like Sarah said, I I truly hate telling people not to watch something, but honestly, don't watch it. And if you watch, if you, if you want to watch it, just like watch the first episode, like just watch the first episode, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's rough man it's it's rough out here uh any i know you guys normally do uh the the crimes that aren't crimes what what was the what's oh, what's the that real crime oh jeff yeah, yeah jeff jeff, jeff yeah. and the oprah oprah couch energy like yeah, what was, was that much. about it was and then blaine and the lack of haircut is like babe's yeah girl. just yeah. a little trim you know what's the I name of that even... segment on your, um, on your the show? real crime i think 
Yeah, yeah. The, the real crime. Exactly. The, I, the real I crime have a real, in this documentary. Yeah, I have a real crime. Say? In the reenactment when the Russian went down into the hatch, he just pulled the carpet over the top. He didn't put how the hatch did you do that? So, yes, so how I thought, I thought, you know, the air hostess is going to, <laughs> I'm sorry, the cabin crew is going to go, what? <laughs> like, and I thought, how did he get it? Please don't slapstick comedy. How did he get it over without his hat? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I was like, be, ah, in a ah, world where you can be anything, be, be for real. Be for <laughs> real. <laughs> and then, like, just uh, with a laptop, just controlling the plane. Like, I, that he, that's like, my laptop, a laptop right that here. he took through security. That's clearly not a normal laptop. Exactly. Like, oh, come on, man. Let's be honest. <laughs> I think they've been watching too much Mission Impossible. Exactly that. Yeah. The the real crime for me in this was every time they they did the breaking news for the the news. Um, every time. We have more information. Breaking news from the MH three seven crash. And then they had we know nothing language. else. They had it in Spanish. They had it in Italian. Yeah. They had like the, I was like, oh, okay, we know it was worldwide news. Else. Oh my gosh! So yeah, that it was, was insufferable. Uh, yeah. Yes. All right, let's move on to our recommendations. Let's <laughs> let's actually tell our listeners what they can go and watch or listen okay. to. Um, so, uh, friends, I'll start with you. What would you like to recommend to our listeners? Swarm. Yeah, watch this. Watch this, guys. Like the mind of Donald Glover is something crazy, mm-hmm. and I just love how we call him Childish Gambino if he's making music and Donald mm-hmm. Glover. Like we just respect the difference yeah, the boundary. but yeah um absolutely amazing if you feel like there is a particular artist that you have um you probably wouldn't think it's unhealthy but other people <laughs> might tell you you have an unhealthy relationship with this artist that doesn't know who Ooh, you obsession. are obsession obsession I suggest you watch this because and take I feel notes like and learn and take notes learn from lot. this <laughs> a lot of stands aren't too far off it but yeah it's really really good there are so many um like articles and videos like decoding some of the easter eggs in this and everything but yeah it's absolutely amazing really really good shot well and um yeah it's just good yeah yes uh, me and the rest of the connect with tanya starks and Chappelle, we are covering swarm over on post show recaps uh we just mm-hmm. covered the first episode and episode two and three as well might at this point we might have covered more but definitely go check us out on post show Re- recaps to connect on post show recaps if you want to hear more about swarm maybe we'll make friends maybe we'll ask you to come through and talk i was about gonna it say i love a tv yeah. show so please yes. like <laughs> uh bd how about you what do you have to recommend yeah to swarm is great swarm is great uh, i can't pick that one but i love a competition show right it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what it's about I don't care as long as it's something that people are doing that they love and they're competing I'm in their swimwear yeah so the one that I've been watching most recently is called The Great Pottery Throwdown it's on Channel 4 and it's just people who do pottery right and they have challenges it's like Bake Off it's like Great British Bake Off but pottery and they make such amazing things and you're just like how how How? (laughs) right and it's just it's amazing if you love a competition show mate it's great love it it's feel good as well I you know it's very that. like british and polite yeah Ooh, yeah I, i'm gonna have to uh use my vpn to fly over yeah vpn's changed that. my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> sarah how about you uh recommendations for the listeners yes so yesterday i went to the actual cinema got oh, my chop wow. top they still exist cream. 
Yes. <laughs> and I and it was at one o'clock, which always feels so deliciously naughty to be watching a movie in the afternoon. And I saw Notre Dame on Fire, which is absolutely incredible. It's a French film. And it is it was written up as documentary style and I thought oh what's this going to be like but it's so fantastic so they weave in actors as the main protagonists the fire people and various things like that with incredible effects and also of course there's so much footage of Notre Dame burning I didn't expect it to be so tense uh so moving um, and the passion of the people and, the, you know, the priest that runs back into the burning nave to save the body of Christ. I'm an atheist, so I thought, mm. but I was very moved <laughs> by his, mm. his belief that the yeah. actual body of Christ was in the consecrated um, wafers that, because they had left mass in the middle of, of the ceremony. So I don't know where you can see it. I'll look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. But that was absolutely extraordinary. I loved it. And I also want absolutely everybody in the sound of my voice to listen to an incredible new podcast. It's called You Didn't See Nothing uh, from Johannes Lacour and Invisible Institute. It's sort of part investigation, part memoir. It tells the story of Leonard Clark, who was a black teenager beaten into a coma by white teenagers in 1997 in Chicago. And it's the story that set Johans on his path into investigative journalism. So the story itself is compelling, but the podcast is a revelation. It's fresh, it's driven, it's intense, it's poetic. It's it's a podcast of this type that we've never heard before, the way he weaves mm. He doesn't set up a friend that he's going to talk to. The friend is just suddenly there and talking. And I, I just can't recommend it highly enough. So listen and, uh, yeah, get back to us. Tell us what you thought. And what about you, Murray? What do you have to recommend? So if you are a bundle of nerves and feel like watching more uh airplane crashes you can check out air disasters it's on paramount plus here in the u.s it goes over some of the most uh famous historical like airplane disasters uh in history lots of them again i'm weird uh but it, it if you want something where you know there's there's crashes they investigate it they know what happened and what they did in the future to prevent it. It's okay. one of those. Yeah, it's it's one of those. It's 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 a uh, each episode is something different. It's a different crash. It's it's kind of like you know your 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 ID discovery shows. Each each thing is a different a different case. So go check that out if <laughs> that's something you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Here at Crime Scene, we are eager to hear your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. You can follow Crime Scene on Twitter at Crime Scene R-H-A-P. That's at Crime Scene, that's S-E-E-N-R-H-A-P. Or you can email us at Crime Scene R-H-A-P at gmail.com. We're on TikTok at Crime.Scene and on Instagram and Facebook at Crime Scene Podcast. BD and friends, what do you have going on? Where can the people find you? Like plug, plug away, friends, go. Um, so you can find us at two girls one dog on 
pretty much everything except for TikTok because it's two girls one dot podcast. And you can also email us at two girls one dot gmail.com. I didn't say that right because it's not an app, but it's two girls one dot gmail.com. And then personally, I do some TikTok recipes for Ins the Foodie. Ooh, nice. BD, how about you? Where can people find you? They can find me on two girls one dog. That's where I stay. If you want, so we have like a billion episodes. So if you're into documentaries, yeah. I'm sure that one of the ones you like will be on there. Um, yeah. And let us know if you want us to cover anything else. Okay. So, Sarah, what do you have going on? Where can the people find you? Uh, well, they can find me uh, listening to Two Girls, One Doc. <laughs> if you like our coverage of the hatchet wielding hitchhiker, the uh, episode yes. that Beauty and Friends did is a fantastic companion mm-hmm. piece. And I listened to it. I was on the floor crying with laughter. <laughs> and it was, uh, I mean, they're, they're all great, but if you want an entry point and you liked our coverage of that with Chappelle, then, then listen. <laughs> yes. But you can follow me at Sarah Carradine on Twitter here on Reality TV Rehap Ups. I covered the long awaited second season of Next in Fashion with Hayley Strong. <gasps> So you I can love that hear, show. Uh, yes. You can oh, we should talk. Oh, really, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, so go and listen to that. We've covered the whole season. And over on Silent Podcasts, I'm talking all things Taskmaster Australia with Ninja Warrior Sean Bryan. And our guests, this week's guest is task designer Sam Smith. So I quickly thought, gee, I hope we've been I hope we've been uh, polite about the tasks, but he's gonna come on. So what about you, Mari? Of course, you can find me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. Uh, me and Matt just wrapped up the road to WrestleMania. It's been a long road, but we're finally here. So you can go and listen to everything we've done this year by going to uh, robhasawebsite.com slash wrestling feed. We are going to be on a break and then we will come back. You know how we do. We normally take a month off and then we'll come back just in time for uh, the WrestleMania Backlash pay-per-view. So uh, if you like wrestling, if you know nothing about wrestling, go check us out. We make it very easy and accessible for everybody um, to uh, jump into a really weird wild world. Of course, like I said, me, uh, Chappelle, LaTanya, we are covering Swarm over on Post Show Recaps. We are also covering Snowfall on Post Show Recaps as well. The Connect got you covered with everything. All Black TV, that's what we're about. That's what we're doing over on Post Show Recaps. So definitely go check us out over there. You can also follow me on twitch.tv slash Mari Talks Too Much. I am still like getting my Twitch up and running, doing some experimental um, streams and stuff. Of course, I'll, I stream Goose Goose Duck games whenever uh, Puya invites me to the lobby. So definitely go head over and follow me on there. Your girl's trying to become an affiliate. So uh you can always check me out there. And of course, anything else I'm doing, like covering Big Brother Canada, Survivor, anything like that, you can um, follow me on Twitter so you know whenever I'll be jumping on those podcasts as well. So, uh, Sarah, what is coming up uh, next week? Next week on Crime Scene, we're covering Jared from Subway catching a monster. This was the request of our wonderful guest, Mark Blankenship. So, Get a sandwich and uh, join us for that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can watch it on ID Investigation Discovery and send us your comments and questions. I will say we hear audio of Jared 
saying some things that he would like to do. So I'll just give you a pre-warning on that. If that's too much for you, just listen to our wrap-up. Well, uh, (laughs) thanks to BD and Ferenz for joining us. Will from America for the theme music, Tricky Rice for the graphics, Chelsea Lesser and Scott St. Pierre behind the scenes. Until next time, case Case closed. closed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.